This podcast may not be suitable for children. If you are easily offended or bothered by strong language or dark humor, this may not be the podcast for you. This podcast accepts no responsibility for butthurt feelings or erections lasting longer than four hours. Thank you. And welcome to the What the Fuck Was That podcast. I'm Legs. And I'm Jill. And today we're going to talk about some uh, personal experiences with the paranormal that we have lived through, witnessed, ever how you want to say it. Watch her gingerly flip her papers over. It was really loud. You can move that thing there. So, um... You're going to lead us off with a story, or I guess this kind of explains why when we tried to come up with an idea for a podcast, everything we started kind of being interested in was all paranormal topics, so. Right. There may be some random hodgepodge thrown in there every now and then just for fun. Yeah, y'all might get to listen to my um, experiences on the disc golf course, because I play a lot of disc golf. Probably have some true crime we do have a true crime enthusiast who seems to be obsessed with serial killers and we'll bring her on probably in a couple of weeks maybe when she's home from school maybe just some humorous anecdotes from our life yes and we also have uh, another guest that'll come on and talk about some music stuff because who doesn't like music stuff and deals with the paranormal that's true so but yeah so we're just going to talk about um a few things that's happened to us and um I guess so, I want me to start. Or? Yeah, I guess why don't you start with what what you remember being like your your first one of your first most memorable experiences with the paranormal. Okay, well, I guess back um, I was probably eight or nine years old, somewhere along in that area. I may be a little older. Um, I grew up on a farm. It wasn't a huge farm. I think we had like. 10, 10, 15 acres maybe. But um, my dad had built a big barn about 200 yards away from the house, you know, up by the pasture where we kept all the goats and chickens and rabbits and all those fun things. And um, one night I woke up and uh, I looked out my window, which was right above my bed, and I saw a, a, a figure walking back towards the house and I thought it was my dad. Was did your window look back towards the barn? Yes. My window was facing towards the barn. But you, the the head of my bed was right there underneath my window. Okay. Did you live in a one story or two story house? One story. Okay. We weren't rich. <laughs> um but I thought it was my dad walking back and this was, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning and he had a, a security light outside just for having to go check on the animals and stuff because little side note, um, when we raised hogs when I was really little, uh, my dad got bit by a copperhead. So he was kind of not scared of snakes, but a little precautious. So he wanted every chance to see a snake he could. So he, you know, put up lots so he could see at night. But um, anywho, thought it was my dad walking back from the barn and as it got closer, I noticed that this this person was a little bit taller than my dad. Because and, everyone in your family is not tall. 
correct. We are a band of merry midgets. Um, my dad was five seven. I'm five five and a half, second tallest. Uh, my brother is five four. My mama's five foot, and my sister's like four ten. I was gonna say like three and a half feet. But yeah, so we're we're not real tall. Period. But um. So noticeable that this is a taller guy. Yes, very noticeable. Um, and he, he dressed like Daddy, had on overalls and just was walking. And But what was weird was we had a St. Bernard, and he was a big dog. I mean, he was big. Probably at this time he was between 200 and 225 pounds. He, he was a hoss. It's when, like the size of a pony. Correct. When he barked, the windows rattled. And he slept underneath my window. Well, he's barking. And I'm like, why is he barking at Daddy? And why ain't he up there with Daddy? Well, as the guy got closer, I could tell it wasn't Daddy. And he walked right up to my window. And I remember it's like he was on an elevator. And he came up face level with me. And that's all I remember from it. So so you you say it's all you remember, but like... What what did it look like? Was it well people colored? Yes, I mean it, it it looked solid to me. But the next morning, I got up and I went in and I asked my dad if you know if anything strange had you know he'd ever seen anything weird, and he asked me why I was asking. So I told him I was like you know I thought I saw you walking back from from the pasture last night, but it wasn't you, and this person had on overalls. Had no hair, kind of balding, um, glasses, older style glasses. And uh, he goes, that was probably your granddaddy. I've seen him out here a few times. So did your granddaddy live nearby? Uh, My granddaddy lived, um, well, actually, my granddaddy was dead at this point. Okay. So... So he wasn't just coming by to visit or borrow a cup of sugar? Not at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm pretty sure not. Yeah. But, but, um, and not after he was dead. But Granddaddy, they, him and Grandmama lived literally about, I don't know, 200, maybe 200 yards from my house. Back up the road a little way, so. Back in the direction of the barn? No. Oh. The other way. So... He's just coming to check in on you then. I guess, but that was the first time I ever remember seeing a a spirit or a ghost. Um, and like I said, I didn't believe it at first. And, you know, I I don't know if I made it all up in my head to this day. But didn't you say your dad said but my, he'd seen him? My dad had confirmed of seeing it as well or seeing him as well. So, you know, take it as you will. So how many nights did... Little nine-year-old legs leave the light on when he went to bed then? Uh, never. Actually, the one thing that absolutely scared the ever-living poo out of me, and I thought about this after we were talking about what I was going to do, is one night I was walking back to my bedroom. Same house? Same house. I've only lived in one house. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, we. I was walking back to the bedroom, and... My brother's bedroom was on the left side of the hall. My bedroom was on the right side. But I remember something growling at me coming from my brother's bedroom. My brother went home. He worked nights. 
Otherwise, I wouldn't have put it past him to Correct. be growling at Yeah, him. yeah. But it was pitch black dark, and it scared me so bad, I ran back into the, the living room where Mama and Daddy was and told them there was something back there. Was your hoss dog in the house? No, this is before the hoss dog. Oh. We had no animals in the house at all. Don't know what it was. And like I said, I hadn't thought about it until we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a story that I haven't heard before. And I thought I had heard all of your stories. Right. Two or three times. So. Interesting. Well, speaking of only living in one house, oddly enough, we are sitting in what used to be my bedroom when mm-hmm. I was growing up. Yep. Um, I did not live here for a little while, but my parents continued on here. And then we moved in when they moved to a different house so this house has always been since it was built owned by my family either my parents or us correct so we know that there's no funny business we know nobody's ever died in here or anything like that um it was built in the middle of a cow pasture so you know i don't think they uncovered any indian burial grounds or anything when they built it but growing up i had some some weird little experiences um my parents bathroom which oddly enough is now our bathroom off of the master bedroom yes that bathtub has always terrified me yes and why is that i I always felt like someone was in the bathtub um, in fact, one year I even found my Christmas presents because my parents had a black shower curtain and they had it pulled closed and I had to come back here to use the bathroom because someone was in the other bathroom one day and I was so scared of the bathtub and someone being in it that I pulled the shower curtain before I'd sit down on the toilet to make sure that I, I guess so I could see the murderer before I sat down on the toilet. I don't really know what my reasoning was. But all my Christmas presents were wrapped in, in the bathtub. Why were they in the bathtub? <laughs> well, I mean, you've seen how much storage is in this house. Yeah, okay. So there was nowhere else to put them. To all right. hide them from us. So. so, anyways, as I got older, I got this distinct feeling. And now as an adult, that it is an older woman that is in the bathtub and that when I sit on the toilet which is right next to the bathtub I mean like your knee hits the bathtub when you sit down on the toilet and I get this distinct feeling that it the woman's like reaching for me and we know that no one has passed away in this house um as strange as it's going to sound there's only one dead person that's ever been in this house and I brought her here when I moved in because I have my biological mother's urn with me, so. Right, yeah. And, I'm, I mean, that wasn't here when I was growing up. Correct. And I had that same feeling the so. whole time, so. And then, um, in this very area where we are, I said it, it's, it used to be in my bedroom. Yeah. Um, my parents knocked down some walls and closets and stuff and made a, a very large master suite yeah, after I've moved out. Our master suite is the entire width of the house right it's it's about a third of the house mm, no it's not that big it's big but it's a third of the original house that's not counting the room they added on yeah but above us 
is an attic, and it's it's not a finished attic. So no floors. Yeah, no floors. It's just would you? I called them beams. Rafters. Rafters. Yeah, the little wood things that make the ceiling. That hold the roof. Right, and you you can't step in the middle, or you'll come through the ceiling like Correct. on Christmas vacation. Yes. Yeah. So I remember for a period of a couple weeks, every night when I was trying to go to sleep, I heard somebody pacing back and forth on the ceiling i guess you would say in the attic but there's no floor up there but it sounded like pacing on the floor so it wasn't a like like something being drug across the rafters where it was a thump thump it was a no it was a, a, a walk. walking like right. somebody pacing back in like a circular motion and then they'd pace for a little bit and then i'd hear the creak of a rocking chair that's weird yeah and we had i mean we had junk up in the attic but it may still be there. Oh, God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think they moved it, and I think it's in the crawl space that's below the boys' room now. Anyways. <laughs> um, I would hear a rocking chair that didn't exist rocking back and forth above right. my bedroom as I'd try to sleep. Um, so, that... Well, so, on the same line of that, um, I remember... When I was, uh, the reason I asked about something going across the rafters and making that thump thump sound is when I would stay up late at night when I was little, I guess 10 or 11, maybe 12. Um, I'm trying to think, it, it, it may have been after my dad had passed away. So, no, so it, it would have been 15. No, I, it was before my dad passed away. Um, I was up late, late one night, well, one, two o'clock in the morning. And I heard something being drugged through the attic. Oh. But it was a thump, thump. Mm -hmm. So whatever it was, it was going over the rafters and hitting. And I think it was a possum. Or a snake. Like a big fat snake and its little tail was... Well, I thought about that too, but a snake wouldn't... The muscle wouldn't let it fall like that. I think it was something with a tail, so... Um, and it, when I told Daddy that, he um, put a door over because our garage was added on and the door to the upstairs was... That kind of makes sense. Yeah. The possum's got that weird little thick tail that doesn't right. really do anything. It, and Actually, it's prehensile. Oh. It does do something. Well, but, not when they're walking. It just goes thunk, thunk, thunk correct. when they're walking. And it's also one of North America's only marsupials. Oh, see... Y'all will discover he knows something about everything. None of it's useful facts. None of it. And if I say something and I say little known fact, I'm just making it up and it's probably complete and utter bullshit. Correct. So. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. talking about things in this house, um, and you mentioned your mom. Correct. And you told a story about your grandpa. Uh-huh. So, there's there's a thing about your dad. Yes. Okay. So, um, my dad passed away when I was um, 15. I just turned 15 in March. He passed away in May. So, um, almost 30 years ago, rocking along on rock, that. Yeah, rocking along. Uh, he died in 92. So, before he passed away... We would go to these uh, little county auctions, and we would buy clocks, old wind-up antique clocks. 
And when I left my house, or my mama's house, excuse me, um, I think there were over a hundred working clocks in the house that you could, if you chose to, go through and wind up every one, and they would tick and keep time. And keep time well, might I add. So, when I got married and moved out, Mama was tired of all the clocks, so she took and divvied out the clocks. You know, we all got whatever we wanted, and uh, somewhere along the way, I only ended up keeping... And then we've got the grandfather clock. Grandfather clock, that clock right there, and the one by the bed. So I only kept three. Mama still has quite a few of them. Uh, Renee, well, my sister has a few. My nephews all have a few. My brother has quite a few. uh, Because my brother is emotionally attached to a lot of things that I'm not. Um, But nonetheless. So... I keep I, now, mind y'all. I never wind these clocks. I just don't do it. It's not something that I choose to do. We don't want to have chimes going off every fifteen minutes while we're trying to sleep. Right, but oddly enough, you get used to that when you live in it. Yeah, I guess so. But they're they're not like the clocks now that have the daylight sensor that no. don't go off at night time. It will go off every fifteen minutes all night long. No, I think there's actually another clock. Mama may still have it. That it's a sailor's clock. It was a, it was on a boat. It's a maritime clock that would you set it up there, and it's heavy. And if, if as the boat rocks, the clock face stays the same. Oh, that's pretty. Neat. So the the housing rocks around. It's pretty nifty. But um, uh, I'm starting a rabbit hole. So I noticed this probably. I don't know. When I got married the first time and moved into the our house, and I don't smoke, nobody that I've ever lived with smokes, but we would get the distinct smell of cigarette smoke in the house. We didn't live around neighbors, you know, we didn't have close neighbors, and we're talking late at night. First thing in the morning. Yeah, you know. Um, we smell smoke. And it's it's not like, hey, is my house on fire smoke? It's distinctly, distinctly tobacco. Distinctly, yes. It's distinctly tobacco smoke. And the the weird thing is, is I've, I've woken up in the middle of the night and the clock by the bed be ticking. Two or three o'clock in the morning. And it will only tick for 15, 20 minutes. And um, and then when I say it stops, I mean all of a sudden it stops like somebody took and put their hand on the pendulum and it stops. Yeah, it doesn't like wind down. And the tick isn't a normal tick. It's not every... It's about double speed. Yeah. So at first I thought, then this is the mechanical brain that I have. Oh, it's residual energy left in the spring that's starting to come unwound. Because maybe the spring is breaking down, the metal's breaking down. But if that's the case, it would stop completely. It would never tick. And almost 30 years later, that spring should have completely... Yes, no energy left in it. Yeah. 
it should have expunged all that already. Correct. And there was one day when you were at work, mm-hmm. and I was in the the famed bathtub. Correct. Which I actually do bathe in, even though it scares me. Um, and was just relaxing in the bath, and all of a sudden I hear the clock pick up, tick, 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 tick. And that just tells you, like, nobody had walked past, nobody shook the clock, nothing happened to it, because I was in the bathtub and nobody else was home. Right. Now, this clock has literally, uh, we've had a few earthquakes come through this area, and this clock don't do nothing but sit there and, and be pretty. Right. So, it starts tick, 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 and I... Listen to it for a little bit and think, okay, well, it's going to stop. Well, after about 15 minutes, this clock is making me crazy now. Because you can imagine listening to tick, 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 tick. And that's the only sound you can hear. It's kind of irritating. Yes. So I holler out, he's not here. He's at work. And boom, the clock stops ticking. Just stops. Now, the other day... Because we had already kind of talked about doing this podcast. Right. It started up again. And I was the only one home again. So I decided, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna document this a little bit and take some video of it ticking and, you know, get some proof that we can throw up on the Facebook page after we talk about it on the podcast. Right. And I, I took the first video... And sat there for a few minutes and then took a second video, you know, so I could show that it's time stamped and how much time was passing on the clock because it moves about double speed. And after the second video, I'm sitting there and out of nowhere, my nose starts bleeding. And this is a first, by the way. Yeah, I don't don't get regular nosebleeds. So I guess he wasn't too happy that I was documenting it. I don't. I don't know. Maybe not. Now, she is, she's left out a, a piece of information about, um, she considers herself a empath. Yes. That's correct. The right term, right? Mm-hmm. So, she's a little more sensitive to things around her. So, maybe that had something to do with the nosebleed since I was interacting right. directly with the spirit or something. Um, but it, to be honest, I finally got bored after 20 minutes of it still ticking because I was just sitting on the bed. I didn't want to walk around and influence it at all. Right. You should have used a gimbal. So I got bored sitting and listening to it. So I got up and the dryer went off and I went and folded clothes and I came back in about five minutes later and it had stopped. Right. So then I took some more video of me walking around the, the bookshelf that it's on and even jumping, and he can tell you I I don't I don't step lightly. No, it's like a herd of elephants coming through the house. And I'm I mean I'm not a skinny girl, but if you heard me coming, you would swear a five hundred pound gorilla was coming after you. No joke. So if anything was gonna get this thing moving again because it got jostled, me jumping right in front of the bookcase. Should have done it. Right. And it didn't. Yeah. Not a single tick. So, and the thing about it is, is I never get that that feeling of, of fear of a spirit being in the house. I've never gotten that. 
and especially whenever I smell the smoke and the clock's ticking, you know, I'm just like, hmm, check it in on me. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I think I've even actually come out of the bedroom before and been like, hey, your dad's back there. Go say hi. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I got another one, don't I? We, we have a couple. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, your daughter. Yes. So... Um, His daughter's living. I don't want to make anyone sad right off oh, the bat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> this, my daughter, both of my daughters are living. Uh, one is in college, the other one's in junior high. So, um, And right now he's letting her live. Yes. <laughs> uh, subject to change at any given moment depending on how mad I get. Anyways. Uh, yes. So my oldest daughter was about four or five and we all go to bed at the same time we put her in bed about nine thirty. this is when she was little so it may have been you know eight o'clock eight thirty, nine thirty. whatever time kids go to bed yeah um and she used to get back up as we went and laid down and sneak into our room but you can see her walk in the room and crawl down on the um, on the on her hands and knees and and come up by the bed. Well, we had laid down, and we see her come into the bedroom, and we know what she's doing. So we say, Courtney, get back in bed, and from her room. The light flips on, and she says, I'm in my bed. So she had done it before, but this time it was not her. Correct. Now, it wasn't your other daughter, was it? She wasn't born yet. Well, there you go. Okay. So I'm guessing it wasn't her then. No. So, but the thing about this is the whole time I, when I first moved in that house, it had brand new Berber carpet laid in it, and... You know how when you step on carpet, you can hear the air push out from under your feet, especially if you're trying to walk real soft? Yeah. Well, after you lay down at night and the house gets quiet, you could hear the carpet mush down from something walking on it. Ooh. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're, you're pacing in the attic. You're, was you're pacing in the living room. Right. And, it, and once again, I never got that scared feeling. Did it ever accompany the cigarettes? And, nope. Hmm. It never did. Um, now, I will say, when I would he- hear the pacing in the attic, I did get scared. Yeah, well, I can imagine. Yeah. Now, your your dad coming to visit, that doesn't bother right. me. But, um, but yeah, so she, she was in her room, but something was down in the floor by the bed, and... My ex-wife told me I needed to get up and see what it was. Now, mind you, I can't kill no ghost. So yeah, he will straight up sacrifice anyone he loves to a ghost. Uh-huh, because, hey, you can't fight what you can't see, and I wouldn't get out of that bed, he, period. He will fight anything in this world, real or not, mm-hmm. except a spider and a ghost. That's right. And you might be more likely to fight the ghost than the spider. Yeah, it's a tough call situation so yeah. it sounds an awful lot like the creeper from something that we'll probably discuss 
in a future episode. Yes, which um, we will talk about the infamous Waverly Hills because we went last summer. Yeah, last July, August, somewhere in there. And we plan on going back, so uh, I got a few more bits and pieces of equipment to buy. And um, And that kind of ties in with, you know, sometimes we do see some shadow people around here too waverly hills is known for shadow people right correct and we've seen some of that in the house here where and i know a lot of times when i'm sitting in the living room on the couch where i sit normally um i can see straight down the hallway into our bedroom and a lot of times i will see a a black shadow person um pacing back and forth around in our bedroom yeah i have seen a um a taller bigger shadow person walk through the kitchen quite a few times and turn the corner and go down the hall and they like to hang out on the back porch too they do which is weird because there's nothing out there but boxes and wasps right lots of wasps yeah we need to do something about that this winter yeah well, if winter ever shows up, we will. But right now in Alabama, they're looking <laughs> at 70 degrees in January, February. Hmm. So, But then later that day, it'll be 20 degrees. So, Right. So you, you mentioned, though, that, that I'm kind of sensitive to things. Uh-huh. So I, I do have a quick example of something like that before we wrap up our, our first episode. Yeah. Um, I was probably seven or eight years old. Um sleeping had had been asleep but obviously not too long enough that my parents had gone to bed yet they were still up and my mom says that I woke up screaming like someone was killing me so she comes in the bedroom you know what's wrong what's wrong and I'm awake screaming that there's there's lions in the house and and I remember having this dream that the the front door had opened and these two lions, a male and a female lion, came in the living room. And obviously, I mean, that's that's not good. They're probably going to eat your ass. You would think. So That's what lions do. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're made to do is eat things. So, I wake up screaming about it. Well, my mom had to go get and show me that a friend of hers, she had ordered two handmade pillows and the friend, even though it was late at night, had just dropped those pillows by the house. Mm-hmm. Didn't ring the doorbell, didn't wake the kids up, so I had no idea anything had been dropped off. Um, but the pillows, one was a male lion, and the other was a female lion. So, in your dream, you sensed the lines on the pillow. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they literally did come in through the front door right so you called it yeah yeah she also diagnosed her uh oldest son with type 2 diabetes type one type one i knew he was sick but that that wasn't me being sensitive that, <laughs> that was, was me knowing parenting. symptoms so any anything else jump into mind before we uh nothing off the top of my head that just that you don't already know, but we're not gonna put everything out all out at once. Right. Um, we've we've got some interesting topics coming up. Yeah. Um, we'll probably kinda tag team in and out. Um you'll mostly be the main host of the podcast. Oh uh, yeah, I hope so. And my idea. 
Yeah, and I'll probably mainly be your co-host. But Correct. We do have some ideas for, I, I know you've got some, some buddies that may be interested in coming by. Yeah, maybe. Um, our, our kids want to get involved a little bit and discuss some topics that interest them. Um, and we kind of have some field trips planned. Yes, we do have a few field trips planned. And we're going to do some local lore, um, little legend stories that you know we all grew up with. And, um, and think, some that we probably didn't grow up with and didn't know were around. Oh, I know. One of them that I found out about a built. Was it last year or two years ago I discovered it? Because you yeah. mentioned it as yeah, we you drove by. About it, about I, it. I was unaware. So we're going to cover that one probably in our next episode a little bit because I really enjoy it. So that's about got all the stories from me tonight. Do you have anything you would like to add? I don't think so. I think that covers pretty much everything that, that we wanted to get into in this first episode. And Okay, well, uh, if y'all have any ideas or suggestions or comments, you know, um, I'm very tough-skinned, so you're not going to hurt my feelings or offend me if you don't like it. I'm very oversensitive and overthink and worry about everything, so only say bad things about him. Correct. Uh, she ugly cries sometimes, too. Yeah, it's um, not pretty. But you can reach us on Facebook at WTF Was That Pod. And then we've also got an, an email that is WTFWTPodcast at gmail.com. So those are the ways you can reach out to us and share some ideas, or maybe we'll do a listener story at some point. Oh, yes. I would love to do some listener stories because. All the other podcasts I listen to do listener stories, and I love them because they're great. Especially if we have any that just happen to fit in with a topic we're doing. We'll, oh, we'll throw awesome. those in. Yes. So, um, I guess on that note, we're going to let y'all move on to a better podcast. So, uh, yeah, thanks so for listening. We'll, we'll leave you wondering, what the fuck was that? That's right. So, we will catch y'all next time.